0: Hello everyone, welcome to InspireCast. If you don't know who I am, hi, my name is Omise. I'm the host and founder of this amazing historical community and welcome to another episode. Um, I talked really fast, so, but thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day so far where whenever you're listening to this. Um, so, I am very excited for today's episode because for today's episode we have the amazing, the extraordinary, honestly I feel like I always say this but it truly truly means so much to me to have Alondra in this episode because Alondra is someone who created an Instagram page that truly inspires me and I knew I wanted her to become part of the podcast to share her journey as a version Latina in higher education, getting her master's degree but also creating a community where Latinas go unashamed of their stories and unashamed of who they are and I really wanted to set you know to set not the stage but I wanted to kind of give her the microphone and share her story because I wish I would have seen someone like her in that position when I was younger because I think I would have done you know different things growing up but I know that her journey her story will absolutely inspire you as i did to me as i did to me as it did to me as i got the honor of interviewing her um she does give social medias at the end so stay tuned for that and also follow us if you like to add chaos with Eunice, and also follow us on TikTok and YouTube and also on a website um and I'm very excited you're listening as I mentioned very excited for you to be tuning in for another episode and I hope you have an amazing Wednesday if you're listening to a Wednesday or whenever day you're listening to this have I hope you have an amazing day but for that I hope you get inspired and I know you'll get inspired by Elena's story. So stories and also go on hearing her inspiring story of success For today's guest, we have Alondra, a Latina who is the founder of La Primera Diary and, and obtained her master's degree from Rowan University in New Jersey in higher education. Her dream job is working and building first-gen le- first Latinas to be the best versions of themselves. Hi, welcome. Hi, how are you? Very good. Very excited to have you. Um, I would love if you can talk a little bit about your Instagram community that you created with um, La Primera Diary.
1: So La Primera Diary was created when I was still in grad school, so I was like in my second semester, and I had to start thinking of research topics. And so I knew it had to do something with first gen and Latina, but I just didn't know what exactly. And honestly, like as I was experiencing grad school at a predominantly white institution, I kind of felt uneasy, like I didn't belong for the first time. Since my undergrad was a little bit different. And then it kind of just prompted me to just talk about some of the displacements, some of the um like injusticias that fresh and Latinas go through in predominantly white areas and places where they may not belong, and just the fresh and experience overall. Yeah, what made you choose um the name, the um, La Primera Diary? So I, I was like going through in high school, I was a part of uh, media club. And so I remember in high school, I came up with a name for myself. And one of my friends taught me a trick where it was like, okay, like, sit down, write some words about yourself, some nicknames, um, and write them in both English and Spanish, and then see like, what fits like what you want, uh, whatever your like brand to embody or your like Or whatever your name like how you wanted to embody you and so for me when I was thinking okay first and Latina and then I thought of diary and because when I was younger whenever I went through like emotionally distressing moments for some reason I would always pick up a pen and paper and just write out my feelings and as you see like in in on tv I would see like little girls write in their diaries. And so for me, that actually became something important as I was growing up to just write out my feelings in moments I was sad and mad. And talking about this experience is like writing about feelings that I go through as a fresh and Latina. And then obviously La Primera because it's fresh and Latina, but in Spanish.
0: Yeah. Um, not only are you creating an amazing community on Instagram, we also are currently working as a dual credit college student um success coach. Um, how do you manage to do that? Both things, creating a community and working. Uh
1: honestly, from nine to five, I'll be at my job, you know, and I get to work with a lot of fresh and college students but that are in high school. And so they're starting their journey early. And they sometimes even inspire me, like their stories that I hear about just some some of the academic struggles that they go through or some of the struggles that they sometimes go through in the classroom with their professors. And honestly, when I have time, I jot down little notes of like, okay, I think this is an important conversation topic or this is something I should be talking about. Um, Because not only do I relate to it, but I know that others do. And so I've always kept that in mind. And then I try my best to just make the content while I'm back at home and then post it at a good time so that I know I can catch people so that the the message can actually be put out and it can be something that's seen and people can actually feel like, okay, like I saw this like Instagram made it pop up on my feed. Um, and I also relate to it. So I try to be strategic in the way, I, in when I put out content and the content I put, because I, I do, it's not just for me, because obviously, like, I'm a part of the community, too. But I also just want to make it so that people that are also a part of the community can feel seen. And so I, I do my best to make the time because I think it's something important for others. Yeah, I mean, you're aspiring many people, many Latinas. Did you ever see yourself in this position of creating a community? Honestly, no. Um, like, I've always wanted to, like, I've always, in college during my undergrad, I always loved to involve myself on campus with different organizations and just be a part of different communities and just, like, in the sense, make connections with people uh, because, where i feel like i've felt like i've most belonged is in the communities i i, I became a part of in college. and so i think it's important for other first latinas to have that even if it's just a virtual space because i've heard stories of other first latinas that are in in areas whether in a job or at school where they don't have community and they don't feel like they belong. And it's kind of hard when you don't have that community piece. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just a post, a video, something that can keep a fresh and Latina going, then I'm happy. And I'm happy to to have that community for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of mentioned how <clears> high <throat> education is very white. Um, What made you decide to um, do that, to get a higher education, even though you knew that perhaps you were going to be the only one in a classroom?
1: So I went to a predominantly white high school and I lived in a predominantly white area and I always felt forgotten. And so in high school, I don't think I became um, involved until towards the end of my four years. And it's mainly because I never felt seen And I would try everything, but I never felt like that community piece stick. Like I had joined lacrosse, the track team, and I just never felt a part of it. Like I was always one of two Latinas. And even in media club, I was the only Latina in media club. And I always felt alone. And I remember I was excited to go to college. Obviously, I wanted to go to college. I loved learning, but I was scared. Mm -hmm. My guidance counselor told me to, and there's nothing wrong with community college, but she said that my only option for me was community college. And I was like, why can't I go to a four-year? Why can't I just leave straight away? Like what makes me less than any of my other peers? And like, why would you as my guidance (laughs) counselor give me that advice? And no resources were ever shared. Like, for for example, getting an admissions fee waived, right? Getting a waiver. Like, I was never told anything. I kind of had to self-advocate for myself towards the end. And with that experience, that single moment, I was like, I'm going to college no matter what. Like, I am going to get help with my essays. I did not have the best SAT scores, but the college I went to had recently stopped um, taking like... SAT scores as an obligation or like um, like mandatory Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay this is my chance like this school isn't taking SAT scores and they don't care about them this is my chance and I ended up going to the school I wanted to and at first I felt homesick because I was like two hours away from home but honestly I I actually had a mentor I um and I actually I, I got two mentors from my undergrad experience, both Latinos. And I think if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the communities I was a part of, uh, I sometimes I feel like I either would have transferred out. Um, I still feel like I would have graduated college, but I think that the way I felt empowered being in, the, in my communities I was a part of, it would have been different for me. Because I didn't have that self confidence in myself in academia, and it's because of them and the communities I've been a part of that I feel more confident in myself in any space. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes imposter syndrome kicks in, oh, but okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. of what course, a- yes. <laughs> um, what um, having a master's is a completely different, you know, path pathway than undergrad. Um, What are some differences you have seen um,
1: in education in regards to those two degrees? It gets lonelier. Mm. So I actually had gone to a first grad program uh, and I had left that program after my first semester uh, because I was just going through life. (laughs) And I remember being one of the only one or one of two i know it was it was not more than two um but i was the only latina there Mm. and a lot of the times when you're talking about certain topics in the classroom that experience of how does a first and latina experience that or how does a first and latino experience that like that Peace can miss in the classroom. That Those conversations can miss in the classroom. And I felt like I had to constantly be that one to like, well, this is how you say this is experience, but this is my experience as a 1st Latina. And in undergrad, maybe there was one or three Latinas or people of color in general, but not at all. And so it just, it gets lonelier in the classroom. And so it feels like you have to, you really have to have strong self-advocacy skills so that you don't get lost in the discussions that are had in in English classroom and that you don't become invisible to your professor. And so it, it, it really does take strong self-advocacy skills. Um, but sometimes like that can be scary because of some of my white peers, Sometimes we're very, like I would feel like shut down in group projects and I really feel like I had to fight for my voice to be heard. And that's, I want to say that that's usually the experience for many others. I remember a college professor, I had taken this class for uh, Latino students. Uh, It was called uh, Latino Families in the United States and I she asked us a question that was really interesting it was like who do you feel like you when we're in group projects when your professor asks you like okay you guys are going to do a group project pick your partners or pick your group who do you feel like you go towards more Mm -hmm. and I was like probably any person of color I can find in the room Mm -hmm. and I was like wow but that tells you something it tells you something and so, it was lonely. I, I I felt like I was crawling to get to the finish line, and getting my master's was really hard for me because I had no motivation sometimes. Like, I, and and honestly, that's where La Primera would help me, having those conversations, and then following other accounts that are similar and other um Latinas that are just talking about these conversations that we should be having. Because some of us always feel alone, but we're not alone. Mm -hmm. There's a whole comunidad of Latinas that are going through this similar or same thing.
0: Yeah, um, you kind of, as I said, you kind of mentioned right now that it is very lonely. It is very, you know, you have to fight for yourself a few times. Um, Who inspires
1: you? Who's someone you look up to in your field? I would say I look up to my mentor. Her name is Viviana Zambrano. So, I met her my first year of college. And she it was probably my first time seeing a Latina in a professional role that wasn't a Spanish teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, that was like breaking. and I don't I don't think that other people, like other peers sometimes could relate to maybe like that experience and breaking through moment I had um. Because a lot of my peers, where I went to college, um, there were higher amounts of uh, people from the Latino community that had professional roles or were working towards that. But for me, like, it was, like, my first time. And I was like, wow, she's a counselor. You know, we were a part of this uh, program for 1st and low-income college students. And so um, every... Uh, Like every counselor had a caseload of students and I wasn't on her caseload, but I remember seeing her around and I'd be like, wow, like she would speak and I'd be, I'd just be in awe. But it's because when I see someone that looks like me for the first time in a role like that, just in higher education, doing her thing, I'm like, wow, like I want to do that. I want to be like that. You know, like, I I want to sound like her. I want to be impactful like her. And so she's been very important in my self-confidence in academia and the professional world. She taught me a lot. And and it's not just on a personal level, but professionally, she's just pushed me for more and beyond. And also to just think for myself, right, mm-hmm. To to learn to listen to myself. And sometimes that was frustrating because I think that because of self-conscious issues, I would want to look for the answer in others. Mm -hmm. But really, like, you know, sometimes you just have that answer within yourself and you just have to, like, learn to listen to yourself. But that's a whole another conversation because it's like, okay, but, like, why don't you learn to listen to yourself? Like, why don't you just have that skill? But I think it's because growing up also being latina being first gen i don't think that we're taught that mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um, what advice would you give anyone who's interested in getting their master's degree oh i would definitely say research your program and look at pros and cons for that university Also, is it an area where you potentially want to live? So, for example, I had my first program I went to. It was in the central area of where I used to live, like the state. But then I was in the southern area. And so, like, when when I choose what I say to all my college students, whether it's undergrad or master's, look at programs where you, especially for your master's degree, look at programs where you potentially want to live and want to create a network because I think that that's, that's a smarter way sometimes, and I mean, if it's out of state, and you can get the funding, for sure do it, uh, and then try to look for a community, even though sometimes it feels like there's none, even if you can just connect with one person, whether it's another peer in your program, outside of your program, it's a roommate, a professor, an advisor, anyone connect to someone and and be intentional about that because grad school can be hard. I'd like to end the episode with a very important question. Um,
0: What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Um, uh, To listen to yourself more and go for what you want, despite what you're told around you. You know, despite what our parents may say. So despite whatever my dad and my mom would say, go for what you want, whether it's that club you want to join, that major you want to declare, that job you want to go for, or even when you want to make a total switch, maybe you change your mind. Listen to yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, thank you so much. I would love if you can share your social media with all of us. Yes, so you can follow me on Instagram at La Primera Diary, as well as TikTok and Twitter. Thank you.
0: (laughs) That is all for this week's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in and hearing Alondra's inspiring story of success because it was absolutely incredible and extraordinary and an honor to interview her. Go follow her on all her platforms right now because I know you don't want to miss on anything she is doing. Um, but Thank you so much, as I said, for listening, for tuning in. And I hope you have an amazing day whenever you're listening to this. And talk to you all next time. Bye.